Thanks for finding us. This is a message recorded at Fairfax Assembly in Bakersfield, California. You can find out more at fairfaxassembly.com. Somebody said this last year was the most unpredictable, the craziest year that anybody can remember. Maybe so. Maybe the one coming will be even more. We don't know. Nobody knows. You listen to all the talking heads on TV. They pretend to know. They don't know. Nobody knows what this year holds. There's some people that were sitting here about this time last year, and they're now in the presence of Christ, and maybe that will be you and me next year. We don't know. Sometimes it's easy to be afraid of what's ahead. The great apostle Paul knew what fear was all about. He never downplayed it in his own life. But he was on a ship that looked like it was going down. Now, he had been part of shipwrecks before, at least three other times that we know of. And those had not turned out well. There had been great loss of life, and he had survived, but others had not. And so as this ship is rocking and it's leaking and it's not good and the storm is raging and it has been for 11 or 12 days. They haven't seen land in that long. They're not even sure where they are because the storm had raged so that they did not see the sun, they did not see the stars, they could not take their bearings. There was no way to be guided. They were at the mercy of all those elements and the boat was leaking badly. There were 276 people on board, and all of them were in a panic. Now, Paul had faced death before, and as I said, he had been in this situation before, near shipwreck, and he knew what they were in for. He had a night vision at the end of 11 or 12 days, and in that night vision, the Lord came and spoke to him. And when morning came, he got up and he asked that all of the ship be assembled. Now, this was bold for him because... He was a political prisoner. He was not the man in charge. But for those moments he was as he ordered the centurion to gather all the people on deck because he had a message from God for them. And his message from God for them was, keep up your courage. Keep up your courage. And his reason for saying, keep up your courage, he said, for I believe God. I believe God. Now, it's kind of interesting that as he was saying that, he did not condemn them for their fear. Some of them were so afraid, the professionals, the sailors were so afraid that they were scheming for ways to get off on a lifeboat. In fact, they had caught some of them trying to escape, ordered them back on. Others had thrown everything they could possibly throw overboard to keep that thing afloat. People were terrified, all 276 and Paul doesn't condemn them for their fear because of what they're facing. In fact, he had shared their fear. He had been afraid too. But now God had spoken. Keep up your courage, for I believe God. You know, it's easy to be afraid, especially when we face something that we can't look and see can't look ahead into the future. Nobody can. And it's easy sometimes with the way the world is today to be anxious. Many people are. 
That's how I know it's easy is because many do it. But what this little story in Paul's life tells me is that we've got to get our eyes off the storm. It's easy to see all of the problems, isn't it? Again, there are talking heads without number that can analyze all of the difficulties that we may face in the coming years, but they don't have solutions. It's easy to get fixed on the problems. It's easy to look around and see the storm, but we need to get our eyes off the storm. The story tells me, too, that we need to get our eyes off the discouraging circumstances. There were people on that boat that had not eaten for almost two weeks. They were terrified. They couldn't. And now their stamina is down, and they're weak, and they're weak in their spirits as well. And that's because they're looking at everything that's going wrong. Every item that they throw overboard to try and keep that thing aloft, that's a loss. Every time a a new wave comes that almost teeters that boat on its side, they're terrified. And they're looking continually at the next thing that will wipe them out. And their eyes are always on discouraging circumstances. We need to get our eyes off the discouraging circumstances. You may have things in your life that are not right. There may be things that terrify you. Things that you don't even talk about, that you think about, that keep you awake late into the night. As you try and engineer ways to get past it. Maybe a health issue or a money issue. Maybe a relationship issue. Maybe a job issue. And things cause you anxiety. We need to get our eyes off those things. And we need to fix our eyes, the story tells me, on God. We need to be able to say with Paul, I believe God. The circumstances are still there. If you look closely at the story, when he's telling these people, 276 of them, don't be afraid, take courage, for I believe God. We're all going to be saved. When he's telling all of those people that, that God had assured him that they were all going to be okay. If you look very closely, that storm was still going on. That storm was still raging. But everything has changed now because God has appeared and said, take courage. And Paul says, I believe God. Storm's still going on. But everything has changed, hasn't it? There's now a reason. There's now grounds for hope. There's now reason to take courage. And there's a reason to have expectation of a very good future. Because I believe God. There's a reason for you to expect this new year to be the most amazing year you and your family have ever lived under God because you believe God. You see, it changes everything. It changes everything. Years ago when we were at First Assembly, somebody came up with an idea. I didn't think it was a bad one. Where everybody on staff was assigned somebody who was in leadership in the church who was older. And the idea was you just spent time together and just shared life together. And I was assigned a fellow by the name of Ken, Ken McCreary. Now some of the other fellows on staff, they didn't like the idea. They said, what are we going to talk about with these guys? But I liked it. I don't know about you, but I like spending time with pleasant people. 
I like it a whole lot more than I like spending time with jerks. And he was a very pleasant person, a very godly man, a good man. He had the most piercing blue eyes. In fact, I used to tell him, Ken, you have the prettiest eyes of any man I know. His eyes were beautiful. But older than me by quite a bit, we would just get together and talk. Not about business, not about the life of the church. He would usually open it up by saying, so what's going on with you? Like I say, I learned to value those times. I miss those times. He's with the Lord now. But I remember one particular time, and I felt very comfortable with him, and I got very transparent with him, and I shared with him some things that were great troubles for me, great personal frustrations. And Ken just listened. Now, he wasn't a licensed counselor or a therapist. He wasn't a minister. He was a troubleshooter for AT&T. But he had a lot of wisdom. And he listened to this long litany of things that I thought were wrong, and they were wrong, and things that bothered me and kept me up at night. And he acknowledged that they were real, but then he said, it's going to be okay. Sounds simple, doesn't it? But when he said it, looking right into me with those blue eyes, I knew it was true. In fact, he told me this, and I've used it over and over and over again through the years. And some of you, when you've been in the hospital or things have gone haywire in your life, you've heard me say this, it may not be okay right now, but it's going to be okay. You may not be okay, but very soon you will be okay. You know why that is? Because I believe God. Things will be okay. And this year, in spite of what all the predictors and prognosticators say may happen, doesn't really matter because we're going to be okay. Amen? Because we believe God. You've been listening to a slightly inspired message from Fairfax Assembly, a different kind of church in Bakersfield, California. Find out more at www.fairfaxassembly.com.